0: Your big hit?
1: Yeah, I had a I had a number one hit in like sixth grade, like a back of the bus freestyle banger. I don't know what it was about it. It was stupid. I mean, I was in sixth grade. I Mm -hmm. think it was like, I think it was like, yo yo yo, and a bottle of mo. I think it was yo yo yo, and a bottle of mo. Yep. I think that's where I cut your ass up with my disastrous flow came <laughs> <from>. <laughs> I think that's where it's from,
0: dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. That's the only thing that stood the test of time. I though. know, dude. That- I remember yo-yo-yo and a bottle of Moe.
1: That was, that was the sixth grader in <laughs> A me. bottle of Moe? bottle of Moe, baby. What's a bottle of Moe? It doesn't matter, dude, because I'll cut your ass up <laughs> with my disastrous flow. That's all you yo, need to know.
0: Yo, 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 and a bottle
1: of mo. <laughs> it's like half rap, half pirate diddle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck?
0: I don't know, I'm dude. Trying to like think of a drink that started with a mo. A bottle of mo like Mountain Dew, maybe. That'd be
1: cool. <laughs> I that
0: don't for Mountain
1: Dew? <laughs> I don't know if I was cool enough to call Mountain Dew Moe at that. I don't even know if I'm cool enough to call it Mo now. No diet mo though diet mo (laughs) (laughs) that's the that's the age appropriate version dude no it was weird i i I used we used to like freestyle on the back of the bus and i remember i hit that one line and then people would just like hum it on the back of the bus i rode the brown i rode the brown bus dude Flow, cut your ass up with my disastrous flow
0: what was the updated version of that though Cause that um, was that was in your high school slash post high school era freestyles.
1: Ah, uh, dude, what was the initial line of that? Oh, get the fuck back! You, you already you know. know. <laughs> I cut your ass over my disaster slow. Just keep saying that. Those were the days. Live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Selesky. I'm Eric Glazer, and we just capped out my first ever. A young Dolph experienced dude. Never uh listened to him before, just now. Didn't even know who he was, to be honest. But I saw as I normally do some some uh tweets. Like it always starts off like you see like a name pop up a lot mm-hmm. and like you have no idea what it's even about, just like certain me like I saw one was like Young Dolph was signed to this thing. I was like, Who's young Dolph? And then of course they talked about it on Garrett's podcast. I was like, damn, mm-hmm. damn. Yeah, R. I. P. So rest in peace rest in peace they still apparently don't know uh why he was shot yeah from what i understand but as far as i know it can only be like three things it could either be i was speculating uh it's either like drug shit obviously that's like the number one Mm -hmm. thing like girl shit yeah baby mama drama is probably the biggest one dude
0: yeah or just like you know
1: Rat beef I, yeah I don't know, but does anybody as I was asking earlier, I was like, does anybody get killed over rat beef anymore? I feel like that's a nineties thing um
0: I mean fucking it's weird because like you call it rap beef, but like it usually starts outside of music street you know beefs. what I mean yeah. it usually starts out of a street beef or like a like you categorize it as like drug, but I guess like a whatever it
1: be. If you that know. all falls under the streets category. Yeah, yeah. As does baby mama drama, dude. Honestly, I think that's the biggest one because I have often thought about how I would feel if I was dating a girl and her previous boyfriend was an extremely famous and successful artist mm. that was constantly shitting on me and her. Yeah. In all of his music.
0: Yeah, that'd be crazy. And
1: then if I made a song, it would get like thirteen views. And I think the only solution would be to kill (laughs) him. Like at that. I
0: mean, maybe. I mean, but that's like
1: a real thing, you know. Somebody's like shitting on you. Like somebody. I think there was one line where he was like, "I'm your girl," like you a rapper, but I'm your girl's favorite rapper. Mm -hmm. If I was the rapper in question in that line, yeah, I'm aiming for your head, dude. That's that's insulting cuz i think about that even with guys that have nothing to do with me.
0: Yeah. I mean, but it, it's also like yeah, i don't know. If that was the only diss in the song, if that was it, i don't know if i
1: would i might just drop the girl at that point. Yeah, you'd have to drop the girl unless unless he made like another line that said he would cut my ass up with his disastrous flow. <laughs> then i'd have to <laughs> i'd have to kill. Him. I'd have to kill him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's yeah. disastrous. But uh but yeah, no, it's sad that uh Young Dolph passed away. Mhm. He was a very good rapper. I liked uh I like I found him when he put out his diss song 100 shots that we listened to. Yes. Um cuz that kind of like went viral just because of the story behind it like, you mm-hmm. know. He was I told you a little bit beforehand, but he was in like a bulletproof car and it got like shot up in a drive by. It got shot up like a hundred times, but like obviously he was fine. Um so then instead of like being like, let me lay low for a second, <laughs> like Jimmy would have done or like he said he would do.
1: I say I would do it.
0: Uh he was like, nah, let me go to the studio and make a diss track towards this drive by.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a bulletproof caddy, dude. Sometimes I watch that. I think I think watching That video gave me slight anxiety because, like, I mean, obviously, you know, being shot at a hundred times is certainly anxiety inducing. Mm -hmm. But then I saw him, like, smoking a blunt, too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, dude, how are you not paranoid? (laughs) That's like the kind of shit that you think might happen when you're high, but be completely wrong. Like, if I were to smoke weed right now, I'd be like, yo, what if, like, a fucking person broke in here right now and shot me? And he just had that happen, and then I'm watching it. I don't know, dude. I feel like I just there's certain like a level that I, I don't understand there. But I mean, he repped he rapped Memphis from what I can see. Mm. He had uh, a lot of the same shots in all his videos. I think they had like one big shooting day, where they got like Chop Suey, King of Discounts. Uh, some very thick white woman that had, like, two main moves, the ass yeah. shake and the double flip off, <laughs> you know. And she had the long nails, you know, too, which I think says a lot about uh, a woman. I think there really are two types of uh, chicks, and it's, it's short-nail chicks and long-nail chicks. Mm. And I can uh, decisively say I don't think I've ever gotten any attention or even a look from a long-nail chick.
0: Yeah, I can't say that I have either.
1: Have you ever got any any long nail chick ever given you any smoke whatsoever? I don't think so.
0: I don't know that many girls with like super long nails though. Exactly.
1: They don't know us. It's True. like two
0: leagues, dude. You know? We're that far removed.
1: Yeah, I'm wearing a fake gold watch, dude. You think long nail <laughs> chicks are hanging out with a dude with a fake gold watch, dude? No,
0: they use the nail to scratch it, and when it doesn't yep. scratch because it's not real gold, they just walk away.
1: Mm-hmm. This is a big uh, big uh development I worked in organically. I should have just said it was real gold, but nobody would fucking believe me. Feel this, dude. You can feel the fakeness. Yeah. Feel how fake this is. When
0: would you get this?
1: Well, it's the same watch I've always had, but I got tired of that leather strap. Oh, okay, nice. And, um, you know, I always, I've, I like it. I've aired the, uh, the strap is a little
0: like thin or something. I don't know what it is.
1: Well, what it is, is it's, it's stainless steel, not even gold plated. So I learned a lot about jewelry this week Mm -hmm. because I am not a big jeweler. No, Uh, neither of us are not big jewelers, but, um, you know, I wanted something that looked cooler than a leather strap because leather strap just it's not me. You know, it feels very like
0: you gotta be like a. You Know button up, dude, in khakis. Mm-hmm. Have a you got to have your leather strap to match your belt that's visible because your shirt's tucked your in. Your shirt's
1: tucked in, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I, I had a dark brown one, and like I because I'm not a very fashionable person, and I'm also a very set it and forget it person, meaning that like I want to have one of everything ideally, and that way, and that's why I gravitate a lot towards black, white hard colors gold you can match gold with pretty much anything yeah. you know dark brown very very like exclusive what you can match just other browns mm-hmm. so i got this gold thing and i was looking it up and i didn't realize gold plated meant that it was just still stainless steel but with a microscopic layer of gold on top mm. this isn't even that okay this is just stainless steel with like gold gold paint, gold paint. yeah i could have done
0: this <laughs> could have gotten the stainless steel one this
1: band was 17 bucks dude uh it's not bad then Oh, no. It was, I mean, I mean, I wish I wish it was more.
0: <laughs> I'm not proud. You could probably find a more expensive band that fits it.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I always say I don't care about or that stuff. Maybe,
0: maybe gold plate that band. Have it gold
1: plated. But at that point, it's like, what's the point? Like, we already know the metal's not gold. So now you're going to, like, paint it with a microscopic layer of gold just to say the top layer's gold?
0: Uh, I mean, I think it's just for the visual, right? Because like you can tell when something's gold and when something's fake gold.
1: Could you have told me that this is fake gold if yeah, you didn't it looks know me? Fake, yeah, it does look fake. Mm. Ah, shit, that sucks. I thought I was getting—I thought I was getting over on people. <laughs> <laughs> I can't now. I'm now I'm in like a weird a weird toss up where well, I'm it trying. It just
0: looks it. Gold usually has like I don't know. It just doesn't look like that.
1: Like this. Okay, it's hard to explain. Here's a good comparison. Yeah. This is real gold.
0: Yeah, like that, that like shimmers in the light. It catches light a lot easier. It's a little bit more polished. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it would have weighed a little bit more. Oh,
1: yeah. Did you know gold weighs like three times, four times as much as steel? Mm-hmm. So if this entire watch is made of gold, it would be like four times as heavy.
0: Yeah, it'd be, I don't know. My arm
1: would be fucking jacked yeah, at pretty all times. Much. But yeah, I always say I don't care about it. But now I'm really in this kind of weird toss up, you know, where it's like, is it better to be the guy with uh, a fake gold watch or no watch at all
0: no you gotta do you gotta be like me be the guy with a fake rolex <laughs> <laughs> the
1: better <laughs> the better brand you're faking the better it is i exactly. guess yeah i'm not even faking a good brand i have like a fake cheap watch <laughs> not a cheap fake watch yeah. a fake cheap watch yeah it's like a fake timex <laughs> <laughs> like is this guy pretending to have a 200 watch if you're going to pretend, why not pretend a $10,000 watch? Nope. <laughs> this guy's pretending to have a $15 an hour job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this guy bought this watch because his job literally made him get a watch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'm enjoying it. I, I guess, you know.
0: I mean, it looks nice, though.
1: Yeah, you know, it's all about the effect, you know. And I, I used to make fun of my brother all the time for getting steel jewelry. And, like, trying to look flashy in it. And now I am him. I am him. Shout-out to Dom. It's his birthday tomorrow, by the way. He's turned 25 years old. Old bitch. 25 years old. You know what they say, dude. You don't feel old until people that you think are young are getting old. True. That's really what it is, you know? I remember when I was 25 thinking I was old. And now my four years younger brother is turning 25. And I'm like, damn. (laughs) I don't even want to think about how old I am. Yeah. You know, I don't even
0: wanna do the math on that. <laughs> Please, nobody do the math on that, <laughs> oh,
1: but also, I do think it is fun to like go through our uh podcast history and uh I think there's there's clips of us every year talking about how fucking old we are going back to when we were twenty three oh, like there's episodes man. like our first episodes were like dude we're twenty three I mean we're done
2: <laughs> we're over
1: <laughs>
0: it's fucking all over,
1: but yeah man we were uh we were. Reviewing some vids before the podcast. You took a gander at the YouTube. Up to almost 10,000 on the Buckingham video. Oh, yeah. Uh, Even more comments. That's going groovily, groovily, groovily. You notice that uh, our video having to do with uh, how to crack the social media algorithm boasts a whopping 140 views on YouTube. Exactly. So it's safe to say we cracked it, and you should watch it. it. Well,
0: I mean, technically, if you just saw a screenshot of that... And then you saw a screenshot of one of our first videos that we put up mm-hmm. many years ago, <laughs> yeah, with the whopping total views of maybe four to five, mm-hmm. or even many, or even many days ago, yeah. four to five views, yeah. If you had that side by side with the one that cracked the algorithm, it's like, all right, they at least did
1: something. Yeah, we cracked, <laughs> it, a cracked it a little bit, a little bit. Dude, i i i was gonna i was brought that up to say that I somehow. Unbeknownst to me this morning, mm-hmm. cracked the Twitter algorithm. Really? Dude. So I. What happened? So I wake up in the morning at my new wake up time of just before 9 a.m. Wow. Just before 9 a.m. Wow. I'm up and at him. Holy shit. I'm in the bathroom brushing my teeth. I walk out of the bathroom and I check my phone, hop on Twitter, and there's a tweet by some dude. And the tweet says something along the lines of, General Tso probably didn't even have to fight that many wars after they tasted his chicken. And I was like, ah, ha, <laughs> And then so I just, I mean, just the first thing that came to me was to reply to this tweet with what I consider to be the least funny thing I've even tweeted today. Mm-hmm. Which was, in quotes, "Sir, the enemies have the itis." Exactly. Not mm. funny. That's what I'm saying. Not yeah. really funny at all. Yeah, yeah. I almost didn't even tweet it. I was like, "This is corny. <laughs> this this is, is corny."
0: I just woke up and my brain isn't firing <laughs> <Yeah>. yet. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not firing. That was a three-cylinder tweet right there.
0: That was like coming out of a dream fog thought. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They have uh, the itis, and I'm like, whatever. I tweet it. You know, look, the great thing about sucking on all social media is you really can do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. I mean, I tweet
0: anything.
1: You're free. <laughs> I'm free, dude. Nobody expects anything. No one looks at my stuff. <laughs> no one sees my stuff. So I tweet it and I'm like, whatever. And then I go about my day. I'm fucking scrolling through Spotify, Submit Hub, figuring out playlists for the new song coming out next week, 11-26, Friday after Thanksgiving. Plug, check it out, at Sophomore MD on everything. Uh, so I'm I'm finding playlists to submit to. And one of the guys on uh, the playlist that I'm submitting to is a YouTube guy, and he's not really that active on Instagram, so the best way to contact him is on Twitter. <laughs> So I hop back on Twitter on my desktop, log into the Jimmy, at Jimmy Seleski, and I see 18 notifications. Now, a lot of times when I log into the live from the studio account, we will have 18 notifications. And all 18 of them are some guy that you don't follow tweeted something. Yeah. That's the notification. That's all my notifications. I don't understand... Who in the Twitter camp...
0: See what you missed. It's like, I'm not following them for a reason. Yeah, like,
1: dude, like that. if it was a person that I followed, at least, and they tweeted something, I could see that, but this is a guy I've never tweeted about, I've never tweeted at, I don't follow, I don't even think I follow anyone that follows him. Mm-hmm. And yet, 18 notifications of different people, half of them, I don't even know who they are, just showing my notification. This is a notification for you. This should ping your phone. When you're out at the gym working out, you should get a vibration on your phone yeah, to know that's that,
0: the same as every other notification.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody somebody DM'd you on Instagram or Ian Rappaport tweeted about the Patriots. <laughs> In either case, you should stop and read this immediately. Yeah. So I'm now pissed before even looking at the situation. I'm like, dude, fuck Twitter. I'm fucking pulling <laughs> up Jack Dorsey's personal email are you aware
0: jack at twitter.com
1: <laughs> and then I go to my notifications and they're real notifications and this is three hours after I tweeted it and I have like 250 likes five retweets on it and like people are dying at this stupid <laughs>
2: fucking tweet
1: I mean stupid fucking tweet And dude you're a reply guy now <laughs> And here's the worst part, dude. It's up to, like, 1,100 likes now. <laughs> I mean, people are posting GIFs of them, like, spitting out their drinks. People are fucking posting dead emojis all over the fucking place. One guy just commented on it and said, dude. Like, it was the funniest fucking thing he ever heard. And all I could think is uh, the song we put out six months ago has three likes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's why you gotta that's what people do when anything like hits off like that. You reply to that and then say, Hey, check out my new song on whatever. And then anyone since that's at the top of the page, since you yeah. so many likes, your reply will also show and then yeah. You think but I people should do that? people do that shit for like viral tweets and then they'll be like, Check out this fucking vibrator you get 20% off if you use my promo code or whatever Yeah there's what like mean?
1: a legitimate like um from what I've estimated cuz I've never been on the viral side of things but as a lurker of many of viral people I've always wondered like do do brands reach out to people once they have a viral tweet and say like hey we'll give you x amount of dollars to Yeah you know for sure wow that you got to be on top of shit for that like or if like you're
0: already like affiliated with something then you plug it you know
1: and i bet you it's not even that expensive i feel like we should do that or what like 20 bucks just to viral truth dm me, I'll give you 20 bucks to plug our link to the podcast <laughs> you know obviously it works people are doing it i've I throw 20 bucks at a couple fucking i don't hundred. know if
0: i want to be under something like that though <laughs> like i don't want us to be like Oh, yeah, like under a viral treat, they always put vibrators or this podcast link for some reason. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Both do not satisfy women as well as they claim. I I thought for a moment about uh, posting something like, hey, follow the band. And then I was like, dude, I feel like that's so tacky, though. Because it's like, all right, dude, you made one Five out of ten joke about gen <laughs> about Chinese food, and now you think we want to listen to your band's new song? Yeah. I don't think it's so. It's not
0: really like uh in the same realm, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah. If it was a better joke, I bet you would have been more comfortable doing
1: it. Mm. According to the internet, it's the funniest fucking thing I ever said. <laughs> I mean, the funniest fucking thing that's ever come out of my brain that's insane. was Sir, the enemies have the itis. <laughs> Shut I had up. that
0: um i had that on a instagram post one time i like commented it on like uh on like an academics post it's like a hip-hop blogger mm-hmm. but he posted something about like i don't know some guy's instagram video and it looked like the guy looked like angelica from rugrats so i just <laughs> said like yeah someone tell fucking uh whatever the bitch's name was
1: cynthia Oh
0: yeah, no. She it looked like Cynthia, so Hell I was like, yeah. "Yo, t- tell Angelica to get Cynthia." <laughs> <laughs> See, that's funny. And it got like it blew up on there, but uh, but yeah, nothing came out of it. Like, I, nothing- I didn't even get any like followers or anything, dude. <laughs> thousands, crazy.
1: thousands of likes. Yeah, hundreds of retweets, not one follower. And I kind of like thought that that's how Twitter worked. I thought that like when you have a viral tweet, you like instantly get a bunch of followers.
0: I bet if you're if you were the guy that did the general so original tweet, you probably got a couple hundred followers. But you're a reply guy, dude. You're in the trenches just Scouring. For scraps. Scourge
1: economics, dude. It yeah. is <laughs> trickle, trickle down like down economics. Like economics. <laughs> it works and it's true. <laughs> <laughs> My theories are coming true. I gotta say, I mean, I spend about as much time on the internet as many do. That whole thread, including the original post, might have been the least funny thing I saw online all day. I mean, like, the original tweet was like, yeah, but, what? Yeah, but it's like,
0: I feel like one of those goes viral every day just because, like, you know, nothing's happening.
1: Well, I think the main takeaway I took from it is, like, a, uh, circling back to what I was getting at earlier, is that it is amazing the amount of effort that we especially and the people in our circle who are creators of content in one form or another, the amazing amount of effort that we put into trying to get noticed or have anyone pay attention to anything we're saying, the amount of time that 99% of people spend just shouting into the void, like, hey, dude, someone please validate me. (laughs) And then stuff like that is what blows up. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. it's truly amazing.
0: It's too silly.
1: And so, like, you know, I was trying to decipher some type of takeaway in terms of, like, maybe it's, like, maybe, you know, it's kind of like what, um what's that guy, Rel Battle said a long time, and we had Rel Battle, the founder of the original, I guess, Roast Battle, that was on, like, Comedy Central for a while. Mm-hmm. We had him on the podcast years back. Uh, I would say listen to it, but... Based on the timeline, I'm sure the audio is terrible. So maybe just take <laughs> our word for it <laughs> that he said this. But he was like, you kind of got to not care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, even at the time, I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with you. And now I definitely agree with him. You really got to not care, dude. That is that is something I've been learning, like, uh, you know, just in general in a grand scheme of things. And also just being appreciative of, of what you have. It just kind of like being like, okay, like, I'm not if if you choose, instead of living in this constant state of like wishing and hoping for like something in the future and instead just find yourself appreciating the present, the present gets better. It is a weird type of like, you know, almost sounds like one of those like hocus pocus, like the secret or like manifest type shit. But it's kind of like a weird way of saying that cliche saying, like. Everything will be okay as soon as you're okay with everything. It is weird how, like, uh, I would say, at least for myself personally, and I guess with us with the podcast, like, we've definitely fallen into... Not fallen in in a bad way, but, like, just a groove where we're just doing it and just putting stuff out consistently. And, like, all of a sudden, it's like, you know... I was thinking about... I was like, okay, like, two weeks ago, we had a video that blew up, and I was, like, sitting there refreshing it, watching how many likes were coming in. And now today... There's another thing that blew up randomly, that now I'm just refreshing every like couple hours because it doesn't it didn't get me that stoked. I wasn't proud of this tweet. Yeah, yeah. But I was still like just for the for the science of it, just being (laughs) like, what? How much traction is this gonna get? Holy shit! It was like the top comment. The top comment on that was even less funny. Yeah, what was it? It was like some girl and she was like, takes like takes bite in quotes. Maybe we should hear him out. Fifteen hundred likes. No. I mean I think I think I stumbled into
0: <laughs> Stumbled into like early morning like either not even Boom or Twitter, but it's like young professional Twitter.
1: You know what I think it was, dude? Mm. I think I stumbled into black Twitter. Cause out of all my tweets, all my retweets, it was all black guys. And I think because I just said the word itis, they were like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think people I think there was a low lying un, un, uh, satiated urge in society to hear the word itis used in context <laughs>
0: <laughs> to hear itis at 9 a.m. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I think I fucking satiated that that desire for for the Internet for the day. <laughs> people just miss that word, you know.
0: Damn, yeah. You brought it back.
1: I brought it back. So, yeah, you know. I was uh, you know, I don't feel any type of way about it. I'm glad I don't feel any type of way about it. There was a time when like uh, you know, if I had like a post blow up on Reddit, I would be like Well, I was gonna say I'd be like talking about it and now I'm talking about it. anyway. So I guess I this is I'm the same person. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. I've spent the past <laughs> fifteen minutes. bragging about my stupid fucking tweet that garnished me zero followers (laughs) hey man you're doing science Mm. it's not
0: about uh it's not about
1: the followers it is for the science dude i've also been just digging in the trenches for the spotify playlist hitting them up directly now as we talked about on the last podcast just going on all the paid platforms but not paying just kind of like going. i'm kind of doing the equivalent of like walking into a restaurant ordering food to go and then sitting down at a table and eating it yeah. that's what i'm doing when i go on a submit hub and i like see all the playlists that work for them and then mm-hmm. i just go to their direct contact and email them for free <laughs> submit hubs pissed, but also submit hub honestly submit i don't want to say Hub hates this man <laughs> <laughs> they do hate this man <laughs> <laughs> so i can get rejected just as much but for less money which is the goal okay how much
0: is mm. how much do they take you for?
1: Well, they charge you just to submit it and it's like, you know, anywhere between 1 to 3 credits, which is another fun technique and another scientific observation I made today, which is one that casinos made a long time ago, which is that when you take people's money and convert it into a third-party thing, all of a sudden it's not money anymore. Mm-hmm. Like when you go to a casino, we talked about this in the past. You go to the casino, you give them cash. They give you chips. Now, instead of holding a $50 bill in your hand that you're about to throw on a table for 50-50 odds, red or black, you're now holding a little green plastic token that says 50 on it. That's not $50. That's a little green plastic token. You don't even think about it. So you, that's how people lose fucking $1,000 casino. I guarantee you people would not lose nearly as much money when gambling at the casino if you just use your own fucking dollar bills. Because you'd feel that stack in your pocket just dwindling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like You still are aware that you're losing money, but there's something about the separation that the token provides, the chip, if you will. And I think that's what SubmitHub is doing when they do the credits. Because like they could easily just be like, uh, $5 to submit to this playlist, $2 to submit here. But instead they're like, three credits? I'm like, I don't even know what that means. they sure, three credits, whatever. What the fuck is a credit? Mm-hmm. Could this have anything to do with the $50 I just... Took out of my credit card that converted (laughs) into fifty credits, probably not. Take my credits, but uh, so that's a nice little workaround I've been doing.
0: Damn, hell yeah. Well, hopefully they don't do the thing because like some gift cards they'll like expire. You know what I mean?
1: I think that definitely. That I know for a fact that used to be the case, but I don't think that's legal anymore. Because I was actually talking about that with my mom recently.
0: Okay. I just remember I, when I was, like, a kid, sometimes my, like, gift cards for, like, Christmas shit would, like, expire before I'd use them. And I'd always be pissed off. Because it's like, all right, well, you still have the money.
1: Yeah. No, it's definitely it's definitely bullshit. I remember that, too. I remember I had a Sunny Surplus gift card that my Aunt Sunny gave to me. Ooh. She's not my aunt. She just lived two houses up from me, which makes you my aunt. Because <laughs> we lived in Roham, so it's obviously close-knit. Um, she really only lived two walls away from me. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Two walls. So... She's my aunt. And uh, she gave me a $50 a Sunny Surplus gift card. Maybe it was like $20, really. It was the 90s, though. So that's $50 now. Yeah. And I went to go use it, and it had been expired for like three months. Damn. And I was like, damn, my birthday was uh, two months ago. How so. long <laughs> <laughs> <even> have you had this? <laughs> <laughs> it was a classic. And I remember even, even at that young age, I think I was maybe like seven or eight, My mom took me to the Sunny Surplus in Towson, which is now the Urban Outfitters, Mm. which is now no longer Urban Outfitters, because now they're moving another block up next to the Shake Shack by the Circle. Yeah. But this is like three stores ago. This is when Ruby Tuesdays was somewhere around there across the street. Ruby Tuesdays is where, like in Towson Commons, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, like at the bottom of the street. I think where like the Rite Aid or CVS is now, whatever that is. Yep.
1: that was Ruby Tuesdays. I thought that was like the coolest restaurant. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. I think I just like the name. Yeah. I still like the name.
0: I just remember, like, that's where, like, my brother and his friends would go. So I was always like, damn, that's, like, that's, like, the cool place that's to cool, go. Dude.
1: Is that still, a, <laughs> is Ruby Tuesday still a place anywhere or is it out of business? Uh, There's one over off of, like, kind of
0: Lock raven Are
1: they, like, a Red Robin-type restaurant? Like, what kind of, are they just, like, a classic, just, like, fucking, like, commercial diner-type place?
0: Yeah, I think it's, like, a like Applebee's or something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: But uh, did they specialize in burgers? I don't know. I think so. I think Maybe. they did. I think they did. I remember people saying their burgers are really good. But yeah, I, don't know. Know. I, don't I know. I literally have never been to <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays. Me neither. Me neither. <laughs> there might be no one else on the planet that's less knowledgeable about <laughs> Ruby Tuesdays than us two right here, combined.
0: Yeah, I think one in three people
1: have been to Ruby Tuesdays. Yeah, and... and- <laughs>
0: dang it's a solo (laughs) it's only two of us but yeah
1: dude about the gift cards like I definitely remember that was a thing and I can't believe they got away with it for as long as they did I mean first of all the guy who invented the gift card is like that's that's really an ingenious idea Mm -hmm. because I think again um, another fault that we make as content creators is and I'm going to keep referring to us as content creators even though it sounds douchey (laughs) I'm doing it on purpose, cause I'm a content creator, as, and a douchebag. Um, is that we tend to again, we care too much, we try too hard, and we 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 wind up overlooking the obvious. You know what I mean? Like there's certain times, like if there's like a in in terms of like with comedy, right? If you're doing a bit, how many times? And I don't know what your answer is going to be. This I'm just guessing that mm-hmm. you can relate here how many times have you like thought of a bit or thought of a premise and then gotten to like one minute in of like developing it and realized this is like such a hacky premise like it's uh, like played yeah, out, out. fucking time yeah it's like but but what's crazy is it a lot of times those are the bits that will take off the best Oh, for sure. Because you're looking at it from the perspective of a, as a, from a, a fan of comedy, like a, a somebody who pays a lot of attention to stand-up comedy. So when you have this idea, you're immediately going through this catalog of all these comedians that you've watched and all these different styles of jokes. And you're like, well, I've seen this before. I've heard that idea before. And you're immediately just shutting it down in your own mind. Boom. Same thing with music. It's like, if you're somebody who's listening to music constantly, which I'm not, but like If you're somebody like other people who do, it's like you think of an idea, and because you listen to so much music, you're just like, well, I don't know. This it doesn't it seem kind of like simple to just do like a three chord song, and then you wind up trying to make it more complex instead of just going with the obvious thing that sounds good because it seems too easy. It seems too like hokey or hacky, and uh, what you find is those are usually the things that take off. I mean, I think that the the tweet from earlier is a perfect example of that. (laughs) <laughs> if I had not just woken up and didn't have the state of mind to be like this is the, this is not this is the dumbest joke you thought of today and it's only you only been awake for th- three minutes and it's already the dumbest thing I can tell you you're gonna think for the rest of the day mm-hmm. you know And uh, if I would have thought like if I would have had that same idea at, like 1 pm would have never tweeted it because I would have thought like dude, this is stupid but instead I just let it fly and boom turns out the stupidest fucking thing you could think of, is what people are thinking of because in the audience's mind, they're not listening to a billion bands constantly. They're not watching stand-up comedy constantly. Mm. They just want to hear a fucking funny joke. Very true. You know what I mean? So the gift card guy, he's sitting there probably in his board meeting, and he goes, dude, I got this idea. You know how people come into our store and they give us money and then we give them our stuff? And people are like, yeah. Yeah. And then he's like, what about this? How about this? Instead, they come into our store, they give us money, and then we give them a thing for that exact amount of money that says that they can spend that exact amount of money some other time. And then in like three months, we say they can't. And then we just keep the money.
0: Yeah. I mean, it probably didn't start off
1: diabolical. You don't think the gift card was diabolical, dude?
0: No, because it, it started off as the gift certificate. <laughs> oh, true. Mind you. That is true. A yeah, we didn't have cards document, yet. We yeah. didn't have cards yet. We didn't have the plastic. We
1: had legal documents. Yeah. Legal constitution <laughs> parchment paper. Exactly. Thomas Jefferson calligraphying sunny surplus on the top. Sent by pigeon. Yeah. Thou shalt spend $50. Which was... A million dollars million dollars, but like uh, you know,
0: maybe that was the first time like uh people got diabolical with uh gift cards was then someone put too much money into one, and then that's what got their brain ticking.
1: Dude, you know you're talking about some whoever invented the gift card, we're talking about some of the the, the best marketing minds of our of art. <laughs> Not even generation. I mean, this has been around for generations. You know, there's no no sensible. Okay, let me put it this way: no honest person would ever formulate that idea with an expiration date if it were not diabolical. Like,
0: no, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I bet that they originally didn't have expiration dates, and they were how they are now. I guess, mm. but then one day someone put a little too much money into a gift receipt and someone was like hey what if i put a little clause in here real quick being about a boom you don't spend this within an, a year like it's mine
1: yeah and you know what what's the justification for that on the store's end
0: i don't know i just remember one time like i had a best buy gift card and it said on the back like if you don't use it within 6 months every month going forward will take like a dollar or two off. It's like as like a holding fee. It's like holding to, my we to, money? We have to hold this money here until you spend it. So Negative interest? We're going to start taking negative interest.
1: <laughs> if anything, you should be accruing interest. Yeah. That's like if you went to the bank and gave them $100 and they were like, well, just to let you know, for every $100 that you keep this in the bank, we're taking $10 <laughs> every month until you take this money out of our fucking bank. Why, dude? You're holding it for basically free. And you can do... Like, if you're a store owner and somebody comes up to you and says, yo, here's a hundred bucks, I'll spend it eventually. Like, I'll get that value of stuff from your store at some point. But in the meantime, I got this $100 bill in my pocket. How about you take it? You take that $100 bill. You can... If anything, every single facet of that agreement works out in the store's favor. Because talk about inflation. Talk about fucking, you know, like... That's the only thing. Talk about inflation. $100, if I spent if I got a $100 gift card 20 years ago at Sunny Surplus and then I came in and used that same $100 now. That gift I finally use that gift card 20 years later. The stuff that I can get with that $100 is so much less than what I would have been able to get 20 years ago with $100. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have probably bought a mountain bike for that $100. Now I can maybe buy a tire. Yeah, or a
0: sleeping bag.
1: Exactly. So by them holding on to my money and me not spending it for an indefinite amount of time, they only benefit. They only benefit. But yet they still put that fucking clause in. And that's why I refuse to believe it wasn't diabolical, dude. (laughs) And I guess somebody, you know, along the lines, I haven't seen a gift card that expires in a while, but but I think there is a, a baseline level of trauma that has been inflicted on people of our generation because we still think they're gonna expire. Mm-hmm. When somebody gives you a gift card, it's really they're giving you an obligation. It's maybe the worst present because they could just give you $50 and then you could be like, oh dude, great, 50 bucks? I can fucking put this towards my phone bill. I could buy 17 Gatorades. I Anything I want to do. <laughs> I could do anything with it. But I have to spend it at Bed Bath & Beyond.
0: Yeah, now where, I have to go to Bed Bath & Beyond. I don't I mean,
1: you know where there <laughs> is a Bed Bath & Beyond around here.
0: It's actually kind of close to you. Great. There's one by the uh, Walmart.
1: I got my... Uh, can you Can you call people with dementia demented? Is that the right word? Like my demented grandmother? It sounds like an insult. It but
0: sounds I, like an insult, but I don't know.
1: Demented grandmother. I bought her a, uh, a $50 gift card to Bed Bath & Beyond about six years ago before I realized that when I gave it to her, she didn't even know it was Christmas. Mm. So that was when it really hit. Yeah, because obviously I'm keeping that gift card now. Yeah. I'm not giving $50 to my grandmother for a gift card to a store that she doesn't even know exists on a holiday that she wasn't aware was happening. I think at that point it was safe of me to keep it. Mm-hmm. Also, I never wound up spending it. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. Damn. So
0: You could get like one nice pillow.
1: One nice pillow. I have a $50 gift card from Walmart uh, for Walmart from my godmother last Christmas. Still haven't used it. And every not a day goes by when I go to walmart on days that i go to walmart because it's not every day there are days that go by when i don't go to walmart don't don't (laughs) get me wrong here there are plenty of days and plenty of space in between my trips to walmart um that i don't think God damn it, I forgot that gift card. Because there's a ticking time bomb in my mind set from those early diabolical days of the 90s where I'm thinking I have to I have to buy stuff from Walmart immediately. Yeah. Or else this $50 just goes to fucking Sam Walton mm-hmm. forever.
0: Yeah, and you just buy a bunch of useless shit because you're like, I got to spend all of it right now. If anything, why you wouldn't I? Buy make? five, ten packs of socks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or 50 of those pink blouses I use for the news photo shoot. Just 50 of them. Hell yeah. Dollar a pop.
0: Then might actually fit if you like sewed them all together. <laughs> yeah,
1: fifty extra smalls. Yeah, dude, that's a crazy fucking thing. Don't don't get people gift cards for Christmas. I you know the I don't know how to break it to my. Now that we're coming up on this holiday season, um, don't get your like. It's stupid to buy people anything, really. I think it's stupid to buy people stuff unless. It's like something that, that like you made yourself or like that you know they like, like mm. booze or like weed or like a video game if they're in third grade. Like buying people like jewelry, it's like, dude, you're spending a lot of money and you don't even know if I like this. Yeah. In fact, there's a very good chance I'm not going to like this. You're going to buy me a shirt that doesn't fit and now I just have one extra shirt in my dresser that I'm never going to wear because I only wear the same five shirts. <laughs> and you think your fucking random rush purchase is going to fucking make it into my five shirt rotation. I don't think so. I don't think so. Kidding yourself. Buying girls, b- tops, blouses, pants. Do you know how long it takes for girls to find what kind of pants they want for me to think that I'm going to fucking on Christmas Eve, run into fucking Walmart <laughs> and trucking <laughs> rush by my cousin, a pair of pants. It's not feasible. Just give them money. That's all you need to do. And here's the beautiful thing. If they follow that rule as well, then they'll just give you money too. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So you could really, honestly, just skip it altogether. Like, hey, dude, just so you know, like instead of us giving each other money, like you and I should have an agreement right now. I think we should have an agreement right now (laughs) for Christmas. For Christmas, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. Okay. But also for Christmas... I have to give you fifty. You gotta give me fifty. It's just symbolic. Yeah. (laughs) So so we'll just venmo each other. Yeah. (laughs) And that's the real spirit of Christmas, dude, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And I say that, of course, jokingly, because you know, the real value is going out and finding something that like, you know, you gotta like really listen to what people talk about throughout the year. I'm gonna actually keep a notepad in my phone. When people talk about shit they like, and then I think this is what you're supposed to do. I think this is mm-hmm. what moms already do. It's like innate, um, but for me, I have to like learn to do it. Which is like listen to people, and then when they say like a thing, like "Oh, dude, I fucking love those things," and then you just keep a mental note of that, and you're like, "I'm gonna get him that thing if it's under a hundred dollars." You know? Yeah. It's also weird that you have these like. We don't like saying it, but Christmas really does put you in a position where you have to, like, rank people in your lives in terms of money. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, I spend the most amount of money on, like, my mom and girlfriend. Then it's, like... My brother, maybe? And then, like, my cousins. And then you kind of, like, go down the line and you're like, damn... Like you're, like it's, you don't, you don't like think about it, but you do kind of think about it because you're like, all right, this is for my cousin. 20 bucks. Spend 20 bucks on my cousin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, it, it kind of like, if anything, kind of puts you in this weird state of mind where you're like, you know, I was buying, I was buying uh, gifts for my cousin's kids and I was like, all right, I think those kids fucking know my name. 40 bucks <laughs> total, total. Damn. You know, nah, 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 I got, I got them all. Gifts and shit for more than forty bucks. But you know I split it with Dom.
0: There you go. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. My one side of my family, my dad's side, does like a secret Santa every year because it's kind of like, I don't know. I have like six cousins, I think. No, five cousins on that side. Three like aunts and uncles, and then. Yeah. It's just too big to like get everyone presents. Yeah. So we do a secret Santa. And then my mom's side is like way, way, way too big to do anything. So yeah. we just don't get anyone anything. You don't do anything.
1: Really. You guys still do well, the uh...
0: I don't do anything. Alex gets people like kids candy and shit, but like I'm like, I don't know.
1: You can get kids candy. I can That's get good. kids
0: candy, but I'm too I'm too far gone. Candy's, I should have started yeah. it earlier. I can't start it right now. You can't
1: become the candy guy half know, of your yeah. life. Like, why is Uncle Eric getting me candy yeah, Why is he now? doing it now? I'm 13. <laughs> He's never gotten me candy. Ever. I can buy my own candy, dude. I have a part-time job now. <laughs> He's got me a fucking bit, a big bag of bit of honey or whatever that <laughs> shitty candy. <laughs> he got me shitty reject Halloween candy.
0: Yeah, I like got bargain bin. <laughs> like the fake Laffy Taffy's. <laughs>
1: Yeah, dude, it's fucking uh, it's wild, There's a lot of there's a lot of things about that. You know, my uh, I have cousins that are very good at it. Like my cousin got me. He gets me stuff that like really like is touching to me. And then you feel bad because the other thing is like, if if you if you don't get somebody a gift because you're like, ah man, we're good. Like you know, I only see him like once a year. Like I love seeing him, but like. I don't think they're gonna give me anything. I don't think it matters, you know. Mm. And then they give you a gift, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, yeah. You know that's always awkward. And then going to your your parents' house on Christmas morning, and it's like, do I really? I'm not sit. I'm not sitting. I'm not sitting at the tree.
0: Oh no, no one sits at the tree anymore. I'm almost thirty
1: house. years old, mom. I'm not sitting. Yeah. By this tree.
0: I need something with the back. <laughs>
1: I'm yeah. almost thirty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can I get a chair and a glass of scotch at 11 a.m. in the morning, please? <laughs> For Christ's sake! And I'm definitely, definitely. I don't, I don't, I don't love the fact that we're harping on Christmas right now, and we still have Thanksgiving next week. Mm-hmm. We can get to that.
0: Oh, we can get to Thanksgiving.
1: But just to cap out things that uh, I think we think about Christmas, um. The, the matching outfits and shit? Yeah, no. What? Like, I see sometimes, like, I see, like, some people...
0: maybe as a kid, maybe our parents got us matching shit, or, like, similar shit, but, like, not since, like, I don't know. Dude,
1: I saw... I can't even really remember. I, I saw, just feel like
0: I've seen pictures.
1: Yeah, I think I saw maybe, like, four too many pictures on my Instagram. This is not something my family ever did. Thank God. But I saw four too many pictures of people's Instagrams where like the whole family was wearing like matching footie pajamas or something yeah, like that.
0: And it's like now.
1: Now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's like, a little weird. My 28-year-old friend went back home for Christmas and got his dad matching footy pajamas. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is... That is... Almost as bad as just straight up, like, sucking your dad's dick at that point. That is disgusting to me. <laughs> disgusting. He would probably respect that more. <laughs> I would respect it more. <laughs> I would respect it more. Why don't you fucking eat his ass through the butt flap while you're at it, dude? Jesus Christ. Disgusting to me. Jeez. And And, you know, we can get off Christmas now and move to more relevant and pressing matters, which is Thanksgiving. My true... Uh, Favorite of the two Why? Same thing Same idea No presents Mm. No presents I do like that too You do the same shit on Thanksgiving and Christmas Yeah, You eat slightly different foods Like Thanksgiving is like The fall version of Christmas It caps off the end of fall really You get your pumpkin pie That's fall you can get a pumpkin pie on Christmas, and we do, but it does, pumpkin pie isn't like a winter thing to me. Yeah. I feel that's more like It's apple basically
0: pie. just like the harvest dinner. It's like the final harvest dinner. You have a little bit of everything. hmm You have the potatoes. You got the greens. You got the veggies. hmm You got, you know, all the crops are coming in right now.
1: You're eating the crops. Mm-hmm. You're eating the crops on Thanksgiving. The crops that we grow in Towson, Maryland. <laughs> um, and I think that is truly what's great, is because I, other than the whole presents thing, I can't think of a single thing that differentiates Christmas from Thanksgiving. Like, take out the tree, take out the presents, you're dealing with the same holiday. Yeah, it's just a big dinner. Big dinner. Big dinner. People still come people back together. home, you know? It's adult Christmas. It's
0: it's adult Christmas, but it's kind of nice that they're so close to each other because it's like you can do one as like the pregame for the other to be like, all right, let's all meet up one month before the big show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right, let's all, you know, kind of remember who everyone's you know role here is let's Mm -hmm. all fucking chill out let's all hang out for a little bit let's eat a little bit but not too much
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and we'll meet back up here in a month
1: (laughs) it's like the rehearsal dinner for Christmas exactly (laughs) you show up you're like all right, you're gonna be sitting here don't talk about that with this guy yeah Stay in your lane about this thing, blah, 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 blah. That way, Christmas, everything goes smoothly. Exactly. Christmas, you always hear all the memes that people talk about online are always like having to talk to your crazy uncle on Thanksgiving, right? That's usually like the crazy conversations that are on Thanksgiving. Because then, on Christmas, you're only a month removed from your crazy uncle's conversation. Now you just know, let's not talk about that. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about other things on Christmas, you know? I'm going to avoid him. Christmas is smoother (laughs) Then Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a coin toss. You haven't seen these people in 11 months. Yeah. Who knows what they're doing now? They could have had a child. They could have left your house, had a baby, come back with a two-month-old child next time, Next Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. Nothing like that's happening between Thanksgiving and Christmas. No. The worst thing that could happen is like, oh, I lost my job.
0: Yeah. Or, oh, I'm pregnant. Well, I guess it's not, like, the worst thing, I guess. But that's, like, the depending biggest. On the- yeah, depending on the scenario. But, like, it's the biggest, uh, you know, jump,
1: I guess. Mm-hmm. Getting pregnant, getting married. Stuff can happen in a month, but 11 months is a lot. Mm-hmm. 11 months is a lot. But, yeah, looking forward to that. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Ooh. You ready for Thanksgiving, dog? Thanksgiving, dude. It's the day after Thanksgiving. (laughs) Right before Jack Friday, dude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanksgiving, aka Jack Friday. (laughs) So, where you're already, you're just stuck in bed all day, Mm -hmm. stuffed from all the food, and then you're just scrolling through all types of hubs. Mm hmm.
1: All types of hubs. (laughs) All the hubs, dude. I saw a dude in the gym uh, last week wearing a Pornhub hoodie, and I personally thought it was kind of cool. Now (laughs) I would never personally wear that hoodie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do go to the gym with my girlfriend now, so when I said I thought it was cool, she obviously did not think that that was cool. Yeah. And uh, so you know.
0: It's definitely like a, a peacocking thing.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But, you know, that's the thing with peacocking, dude. He could either be like about it. Dude, I saw one guy driving down 695 a couple years ago with a full Brazzers like, car wrap. Hell yeah. And I was thinking like, dude, nobody who doesn't work that's at Brazzers. That's probably one of the guys, though. That probably is one of the guys. That was
0: probably the bang bus.
1: Probably. It was a dope car.
0: What, wait, what kind of car was it again?
1: Uh, it, I don't know. I don't know cars. It just looked better than mine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Bang and, Sedan.
1: I the Bang know. Sedan. Yeah, Cash Cab, whatever the fuck it is. But uh, yeah, I saw that. And like, there's a certain level to which you go with it where it's like, he's got to be a porn star. You know, like if I was wearing a full on like Brazzers outfit, there's no way I wouldn't be a porn star. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I guess. Or they could just be like, haha, it would be funny if I had a Pornhub hoodie on.
1: They could think that. They could think that.
0: I might be on the same kind of wavelength of your tweet this morning, you know?
1: Yeah, like he just thought it would be... Well, I mean, it could also be like a college like frat guy thing, too. Mm -hmm. You know, where he's like, dude, I don't give a fuck, bro. Yeah. Like I used to wear my orgasm donor shirt. Exactly.
0: Exactly.
1: But I wasn't peac. Oh, and I was peacocking there. I had never given anyone an or I had never donated a single <laughs> orgasm to anyone at the time when I was wearing that shirt. But that's the only reason I wore it because as soon as I had finally had sex, I never wore that shirt again. Yeah. Because it seemed too close to home. Mm-hmm. It was like now I feel like I'm bragging because I have given someone an orgasm once or twice.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, There you gonna go. <laughs> down the uh, the lying alley oh. uh, now i'm just kind of it was funny before because i've never had sex but now that i have
1: and i haven't given anyone an orgasm i can definitively say i have to burn this shirt i am not i'm gonna <laughs> wear it inside out for the rest of my life because unfortunately it's the only sleeveless hoodie it's the only sleeveless shirt that i have that i actually like <laughs> And so I still wear so it constantly. So you have to wear it. I, wear, I think I wore it to the Ocean City-like presentation. Yeah, yeah. I definitely did. You inside did. out, of course. Yeah, yeah. Inside out, of course. If only they knew. Oh, they knew. They knew. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I'm like, I don't know if I could ever really rock a shirt inside out just because of my uh, my history of just blasting on my stomach and going to sleep.
1: Do you rock, Do you blast on the inside part of it?
0: I mean, I blast on my stomach, and then it just falls on it, and I go to sleep.
1: <laughs> I still think that's ridiculous, dude. I At least, I, I, I will say I've gotten lazier. I've in my-
0: gotten away from that, I will say. Mm-hmm. I've gotten away from that over time, but that was a big habit of mine for a while.
1: In my older I age, I do
0: think it caused a little hole to <laughs> appear on one of my tie dye shirts. You
1: think you burned a hole, in I think
0: shirt. it was like eating it alive. I
1: think it does do that. You ever like like if you ever like are having sex with your girlfriend or like having sex with yourself, whose ever skin is unlucky enough to end up with it. If you like leave it on there for too long and then wipe it off, there's like a red, exact red marks of where it was. Have you ever noticed that before? Red marks, like like it starts to like burn. Like I, okay, <laughs> fine, dude. Don't fucking back me up on this. <laughs> I don't thing. know. Fuck you. You dude. might be
0: allergic to your own. Sperm, you burnt You you dude. burned
1: a hole in a shirt. Yeah, but not my skin. I'm the weird one for fucking... No,
0: you're not a weird one. I'm just saying you might be allergic, dude. You might be getting too high off your own own supply.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you can be allergic to your own shit, dude. That seems counterintuitive. But uh, they're definitely, I guess, what I'm or getting maybe at. Maybe
0: it's just all the fucking Mountain Dew you drink. <laughs> all the mo. That's just all the Diet mo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that could be a thing. I've been looking for things that makes Diet Coke <laughs> bad. And you know what? If it turns out that that is a provable thing, because all the other things they try to say, bullshit the amount of times I get in arguments with people about whether or not you get fat from Diet Soda I could it's indescribable. I don't understand how people can can defend that point to the death. Not understanding that it's zero fucking calories, dude. What part of zero calories do you not understand? They put fucking shit in there that is supposed to taste like real sugar, but it's not. And it doesn't quite taste like it, but I tell you what, if you just make a habit of drinking diet coke You'll get used to it. Mm-hmm. I can't even drink a regular diet mount. I can't even drink a regular Mountain Dew. I couldn't enjoy a regular Gatorade. I would be entire. I'd be completely like I would be thirstier at the end of the bottle than I was when I started it.
0: Yeah, and it would just taste like way too sweet to you.
1: Yeah, I, my body doesn't even understand real sugar anymore. It it understands sugar alcohol, aspartame, whatever the other ones are. You know, and sure, I know it's probably. Bad.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm sure. In fact, if I die of anything other than something diet soda related, I'll be surprised.
0: And now that I'm thinking about it, it might have been when I was in my diet soda phase.
1: Do you think maybe? When I blasted a hole through my shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the downside of of diet coke. Acidic sperm. It turns your cum into fucking toxic waste. I mean, it's cleaning you out, probably. Yeah? I don't know,
0: dude. Keeping you regular.
1: You know, (laughs) it's one of those habits where it's like, whenever people bring that shit up to me, I will just immediately go down a list of worst things that we're doing at that very moment. Oh, yeah. Like, we'll be, like, sitting in a room drinking Jack and Diet Coke. I'll be drinking Jack Daniels in a Diet Coke, eating a pizza, smoking cigarettes... And somebody will say, dude, you're really going to drink Diet Coke? I'm like, dude, you smoked six cigs with me just now. You're drinking Jack and regular Coke. And you had half of this pizza. And your qualm is that that Diet Coke is bad for me. It's going to make me fat. Yeah. (laughs) That's your point. Get the fuck out of my house. Get out of here. It's ludicrous.
0: Yeah, it is pretty silly. Oh. Mm. I'm back on regular soda, but I don't think I can go back to a regular Gatorade. No I had a regular way. Gatorade recently, and it was so fucking so sweet. It was so weird. It was, like, thicker, too. I don't know how to describe it.
1: I think they took all the sugar that they would have put in the zeros and just doubled the amount of sugar in regulars now. I don't remember Gatorade being that sugary. No. Ever. I mean, it's, it's literally not even a sports drink at this point. Mm-mm. Like... Gatorade is like a, a a white trash, um, like soda almost. Not that soda isn't white trash, but like it's what a lot of white trash people drink and it's think just they're like being healthy.
0: Adult juice, like yeah, it's
2: that's adult all it juice. Is.
1: There's I've never drank a Gatorade and been like, dude, I'm ready to fucking do something important and athletic after consuming 68 grams of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> i think it's supposed to be used after you work out right Mm.
0: that was the original intent
1: i think it was i think it was originally invented in the the university of florida the gators and i think they would just drink it during the game and then it got i think
0: i think like they developed it to give to the athletes like for them to regain electrolytes or whatever the fuck (laughs) And, (laughs) and i guess it worked
1: but now they have like different ones. They have like G1, G2, G3. So it's like G1 is like before the workout. G2 is during the workout. And G3 is recovery.
0: What's a G0? Podcast. You're just not
1: doing anything. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> best combined with monster. <laughs> For best results, pair with monster zero. <laughs> um. Did you hear about the uh, Tim Dillon and Michael Che beef that's going on right now, dude? You didn't hear about this no. at all? So I think
0: I saw, like, a little bit of something, but I didn't have enough time to read it, and then I'd, it kind of fell off, you know?
1: Yeah. It's art. You know, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not one of these people that thinks that, like, uh, all this stuff is orchestrated, but I wouldn't be surprised if, like, because Michael Che has a special coming out soon. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they kind of, like, agreed to have, like, this kind of, like, back and forth on Twitter just to, like, raise clout for the special coming out. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, the only reason I know he has a special coming out is because of this beef.
0: (laughs) And, like. I mean, that, like, I don't know. I definitely see a lot of comedians do that on Twitter, too. And, like, if you don't know that they're friends and, like, whatever, like. Yeah, it could just be fake. Who knows?
1: But when I heard Tim Dillon talk about it on his most recent podcast, it didn't sound fake. Oh, okay. But it didn't sound like... I don't have any context to any of this. Well, basically, um, the the root of it was Michael Che obviously is on Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And I believe he's like the head writer now.
0: Yeah, he does like weekend updates. Yeah. He's very funny.
1: and Yeah, he is funny. And they did this skit recently in the past two weeks, I think, of like... It was like Burton, Ernie, Big Bird, and Joe Rogan. Did you see this skit at all? No. It was really stupid. It was something about, like, they they had Pete Davidson come out as Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. And, like, he literally didn't, he, like, he looked like Dr. Evil. He just had, like, a bald cap. And, like, he didn't even attempt to, like, sound like Joe Rogan at all. He just, like, spoke like Pete Davidson. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, making fun of the whole, like, horse pills thing or whatever. And then Tim Dillon just tweeted it. Uh, tweeted a tweet, not at anybody, but just tweeted a tweet saying like, uh, you know, Saturday Night Live is full of like hack comedians, like it's mediocre, it's not funny anymore, blah, 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 stuff like that. And then Michael Che came at him and it was like, Tim Dillon isn't who you think he is. He's a a sweet and humble man who tried stand-up comedy and couldn't find success with it so he became a media personality instead because it's easier. And then Tim Dillon clapped back at him saying something along the lines of uh, you know I sell X amount of tickets, blah 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 Michael Che is a good guy too and he does very well for a drunk who barely knows how to read.
2: <laughs>
1: and so it was like this thing back and forth where like Michael Che called Tim Dillon a political pundit, which was kind of like, I don't know. I was kind of like that. That's that's a lot coming from somebody who works for SNL, in my opinion. You know?
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Does Tim Dillon do a lot of like news shit? Like, I don't know. No, you
1: watch the same show I do. Do you not watch Tim Dillon podcasts? I mean, I'm I sure mean, you. sometimes. Yeah, I mean, is, is he a political pundit? Or does he just fucking rant about shit?
0: Yeah, I mean, he does rant about politics a lot, though. Yeah, but if but he's is... not like on like a news station doing it, it's just on a podcast, I guess.
1: He's not on a news station, definitely. He's on a, his own podcast that he produces himself, uh, and he definitely, of all people, I definitely feel like Tim Dillon's pretty like good about coming at both sides. I mm-hmm. definitely do think that. Like, you could you could make the argument that he's like. Uh, you know, like somebody that like definitely a lot more like maybe like conservative people like, um, but that even no, cause he definitely fucking makes fun of Republicans all the fucking time. He makes fun of Megan McCain constantly. He makes fun of fucking like, he makes fun of fucking everybody, you know? And for somebody who works at SNL, which SNL is like completely one-sided to call someone else a political pundit is like, dude, I don't know. I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I like both of them. Let me not Let me not get off track here. I like both of them. <laughs> but if I had to pick a side here, dude, I mean, obviously, you got to go with the fucking independent guy here, dude. Michael Che is a company man. He's not even allowed to have his own fucking Twitter. Really. I mean, he has one, but like Saturday Night Live is like monitoring everything he fucking does and like you mm, have to like maintain. I don't
0: know. Have you ever seen Michael Che's Instagram? <laughs> he goes off in his fucking stories. he hilarious. What does he do? He'll just fuck with people. He'll just, like, if people write a bad article about him, he'll just, like, write, like, you know, nine pages of stories in a row. Just flaming the author. Like, it's just great.
1: Mm. I gotta follow him. I gotta follow him.
0: Yeah, I like both of them. So that sucks that they're feuding, I guess. I don't think they're really
1: actually feuding, dude.
0: Yeah, I don't think they are either. It's probably his promotion for a special... Or if they are actually feuding, I don't think it's as serious as like... I don't think it's like a news topic, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just like he is not a news pundit, you know? Dude, that stuck with you,
1: though.
2: <laughs> that
0: Him calling Tim Dillon a news pundit.
1: Well, it just... Pissed it, you off. It does piss me off, dude. I mean, like, it pisses me off because, A... I think, and and I'm really just kind of like, you know, Tim was saying this on his podcast. I'll admit I listen to a lot more Tim Dillon than I do of Michael Che, although I do appreciate Michael Che's Weekend Update. But (laughs) at the same time, it's like when you're watching somebody do Weekend Update in the modern era, I feel like it's a lot, a podcast that somebody does at their house is a lot more intimate. You kind of get to know the person a lot better. You know what I mean? Where they don't have to screen their... Topics and jokes and stuff in through the lens of like what can we air on national television? What mm-hmm. can we put on Saturday Night Live? So it's like I feel like if you consume Tim Dylan's content through his medium and you consume Michael Che's content through his medium, uh, you I, I think it's safe to say that you probably know Tim Dylan better as a person than you would by watching Saturday Night Live to, to know Michael Che. That perhaps maybe if you did follow him on Instagram or whatever then you would know more about him but for the average consumer Tim Dillon is more intimate in the public eye and dare i say more relevant and I think that's the big the big point here which is that I think a lot of people that work in these like very mainstream mediums there is a certain like uh contempt I think for people that are gathering more of a viewership and have more influence by not having to jump through any of the hoops that they have to jump through on a daily basis. You know, like when I see Saturday Night Live come after Joe Rogan and and it's one thing if they did it like well. You know what I mean? Like if Pete Davidson came out and did like a... It's crazy, man. I mean, he's a bad motherfucker, man. Like if he did like a good Joe
0: Rogan yeah. and like made it like funny... He came out walking on his knees or something or yes.
1: like- some, I mean, the, I mean, I wish you had seen the skit. I mean, I'd only seen like a part of it. I didn't watch the whole fucking thing. I just saw like the Joe Rogan part because I think it was like a long thing. But like if it was like literally like they just like capitalized on like some a topic and just like did the least amount of effort and just depended on like fucking clapter to be like, haha, ha, they're saying this about Joe Rogan. It's like you're not even going to bother doing a fucking impression of the guy, dude. And I think there is like a low lying fucking like jealousy from people who work in that industry who you know climbed the ladder in that way, which was the conventional way of how you got a career back in those days. You know, like think about all the fucking people that were launching to stardom after being on Saturday Night Live. You know, in mm-hmm. the '90s, even the early even the early 2010s, really. I mean, like think about like Andy Sandberg, Kristen Wiig. Like I I I'm blanking on. I mean Pete Davidson does well, but aside from that, it's like I feel like there's so many people I couldn't even tell you who the fuck. Keenan Thompson I like him, but like he's pretty much a company man too. He d- does SNL. Yeah, you know, and I think that there is a certain amount of like, uh, fucking like uh, either jealousy or contempt or whatever you want to call it that these people who did that thing that way that worked for so long are now being completely overshadowed by a guy who just rants into his fucking microphone while his friend laughs in the background.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's it's different like um, you know, you're comparing apples to oranges cuz like Tim Dylan probably has like a more like uh I don't know, enthusiastic fan base or whatever. But I bet more people worldwide would know who Michael Che is. Really? Yeah, probably. He's like hosted a bunch of award ceremonies and shit. And like, I would say, an HBO Max show.
1: I would venture to say that I think if you showed people his picture, they would know, they would recognize him more than Tim. Like, if you held up a picture of Michael Che Mm -hmm. and a picture of Tim Dillon and walked up to people on the street and said, Who's this guy? Who's this guy? More people would be like, Oh, that's a dude from Saturday Night Live, but I'm not convinced that more that Michael Che has more name recognition. I think that just more people have seen him. Like, Maybe. I would say if you walked up to people on the street, people that knew Tim Dillon would be like, "Oh, that's Tim Dillon," and but the people that know Michael Che is like, "Oh, that's the um that's the Weekend Update guy on Saturday Night Live, right?" You know what I mean? So like, one of them has acquired a certain level of notoriety through being them and like having a loyal fan base and one of them has acquired a certain level of notoriety through being a part of this much bigger thing, which is not an insult, but I'm just noting, I'm just noting that across all platforms, there does seem to be this like, and I can see it too, dude. I can see, I can understand it in a certain way because like it's kind of the same thing we talk about like with college and stuff like that. Like I could see that like if somebody went to like an Ivy league school and, like, is, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars in student debt because they got this degree and, like, studied their ass off, and they come out into the real world, and they see some dude who just fucking didn't even bother going to college making more money than them? Wouldn't that piss you off? Isn't that natural? Yeah, bro. So it doesn't make you a bad guy, but it's just kind of, like, it's it's odd how the, how the tables have turned.
0: Tables have turned, dude. Where are those guys making that money now?
1: Dude... The media is obviously mad that Joe Rogan has more fucking influence in what he says, whether you like it or not. Oh, yeah.
0: That's the case. But uh, I don't know about, like, Tim Dillon. I know Tim Dillon's, like, big boy now, but, like, I don't know if he's, like, uh, I don't know. I think it's just because we're so invested in all this shit (laughs) that we Mm -hmm. talk about, you know? like. Mm You watch a lot of Tim Dillon. I listen to him on a lot of podcasts and shit. We know about Tim Dillon, and then since that's all the shit we're like listening to or watching, then we think everyone thinks about Tim Dillon. Yeah, I don't think everyone thinks about Tim Dillon like that.
1: Yeah, I do have to remember that. I Mm. bet,
0: like, I bet maybe twenty percent of the people who listen to our podcast know
1: who Tim Dillon is. Really. Maybe more. I feel like people who listen to podcasts would know Tim Dillon. Probably. Especially our podcast. Because if you're listening to our podcast, that means you really must listen to podcasts. Because we're not the exactly at the top of the page. So, dude,
0: Cockiesville? I don't know how much a Cockiesville knows about Tim he Dillon.
1: He sold out my goobies. That's true. So, maybe you're, any, right. maybe, any, maybe you're on to something, dude.
0: Maybe <laughs> I'm wrong. Maybe everyone knows who Tim Dillon is. I mean, everyone. Maybe in, he's a household name now.
1: Everyone in Cockeysville does. I guarantee <laughs> you, dude. That sold out six shows in a weekend, dude. You got to believe some of those motherfuckers are coming down from Padonia Road. <laughs> I couldn't even get a fucking seat. Very true. We tried to go, couldn't go.
0: We tried to go. You tried to lure him back to the studio.
1: I tried. <laughs> oh, I tried. Well, yeah. So, that's the only fucking main news story that I gathered from this week was that beef That beef that hot beef that hot beef dude the the main takeaway here is that they're both highly successful in their arts and crafts mm-hmm. and uh you know naturally I gotta I gotta side with Tim Dillon though you know I gotta, yeah, gotta side the
0: underdog independent guy
1: independent guy dude you know yeah. if Tim can do it anybody can do it you know what I mean
0: even though that's the opposite of what he says, <laughs> on every platform he can get
1: on, yeah. nobody else can do it besides me. <laughs> he does say that. I don't know why I take away from that that anybody can. Do. He literally is like, "No, quit what you're doing. You don't. You're not talented. There's only so many people that can do what I do, and yeah. you're not one of them." And I'm just listening to him, like, "Dude, he's right. I gotta." But he's talking about other people. He's talking about other people. When he's talking about guys who invite them on his podcast whenever he comes to a different city, he's not talking about me. He's talking about us. What do you mean? I'd hate to be the other guy in Baltimore that message yeah, him. to come guys him. are assholes. <laughs> what makes them think that Tim's going to want to come on their podcast? I mean, come on. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. You got to have a little bit of that in you, though, to actually make it.
1: I mean, you do a little bit of what humility, a little bit of
0: the of like that radar turned off. Mm. Can't it can't fully be turned off or on? Uh, Now I forget. I don't know where I'm going. It can't.
1: You have to be a little bit aware. You have to be a little like unaware, unaware, yeah, unaware. You have to be slightly delusional.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Which is true, and that is the hardest thing in life because it's like if you are trying to do something that is like, you know, perhaps more than what most people would think can be done. It's like, you do have to have this thing where it's like, what makes you think that you're going to do it? You know, what makes you so special? It's kind of like when people talk about like presidents and they're like, Oh, like this person has like an ego. And it's like, doesn't anyone who runs for president have an ego? I mean, can you imagine the size of the ego that someone would have to have in order to be sitting in a country of three hundred and thirty million people and go, you know who should be in charge of this? Me. I think I should be the guy that runs all this stuff. You don't think that's ego? You know?
0: I mean, posting your like hot take is your ego showing, you know, like Yes. Pretty much everything. But having a fucking podcast. (laughs) Definitely ego. I want to record me and my friend talking for hours hours and we're just going to put it out there cuz we think people want it
1: <laughs> <laughs> it does it does require a certain amount but that but then that's what you talk that's what you're talking about is the certain lack of unawareness of the that you have to have the lack of awareness yeah if we were aware of just how ridiculous it is that for 5 years we recorded a conversation every week and put it out into the world as if anybody would want that <laughs> if you remove the fact that that's clearly delusional <laughs> then we're kind of on the right track you know Already what i mean? there like in order like if <laughs> if we were sl- if we were completely sane we would be we would have sat here and be like dude we're both we both dropped out of college you work at a movie theater i work at a fondue restaurant I don't. I'm not convinced. There's that many people that want to hear. <laughs> what were you have to you, say?
0: If someone came up to me on the street and said, "Hey, you should listen to this podcast." It's a movie theater manager <laughs> and a server at a melting pot.
1: <laughs> oh, what they're, do they talk about? They're
0: friends from uh, from middle school, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah, they got a podcast. They're they're usually around three hours long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they put them out every week. they talk? What do they talk about? Uh, nothing. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know if they talk about anything. I think once per episode they bring up something relevant <laughs> to the world. <laughs> I think they just talk about their week. <laughs> it's funny because my next topic was literally gonna be (laughs) that i think i'm a bar of soap guy in the shower now (laughs) i think i think that i think that like i really enjoy taking showers now because i ran out of irish spring body wash okay you go raw with the soap dude yeah really it feels like a classic shower
0: a uh, rag or anything?
1: No, dude. I mean, I have the loofah for the body wash because you mm. need a loofah for body wash. You will go through body wash seven times faster if you don't use a loofah.
0: Oh, yeah. Like, half of it slips down the drain every yeah. time.
1: And you can't get that latherosity, dude. Like, you put, like, five pumps of Irish Spring on a loofah, which is the exact amount that I require for mm-hmm. my body. Five pumps of Irish Spring on the loofah, you're good. Five pump, Five pumps of just straight into the hand is not going anywhere, dude. But the bar of soap, dude, it's like there's something about it. There's something about having the fucking thing, mm. and like there's something so primal about it too, because it could slip at any moment. It's like you're the whole time I'm taking a shower. I'm like, was this really the? This is the peak technology of yeah. soap, really? Like they can't make this more.
0: Yeah, like, doesn't work that well.
1: User friendly.
0: That's why I got to use the rag.
1: But like you just.
0: Or, but I do. I do know what you're talking about a fresh bar of soap in the shower you get those edges oh yeah you're almost like shaving yeah but you're like but to clean yourself
1: dude it's I mean I've I've really enjoyed showering this week because I ran out of body wash my brother got like a bar of soap from his girlfriend and uh I was like dude we don't have any body wash he was like you could use that bar of soap <laughs> and I was like dude why didn't I think of that <laughs> <laughs> genius <laughs> and uh at first i literally i was like tom i want to use your fucking bar of soap dude i'm a grown man i'm an adult
0: i've literally used a bar of soap to wash my hair before
1: oh my god yeah
0: as an adult
1: that is an adult move
0: that was like at a hotel struggle move
1: And I don't even say that jokingly. That is an adult move because nobody who lives with their parents would ever have to do that.
0: Yeah. No, your parents would have just restocked your shampoo without (laughs) you even
1: noticing. There is never a time in history... Where I recall ever being out of soap, shampoo, or conditioner, yeah, until I lived alone. <laughs> yeah, suddenly I realized that that stuff actually runs out. <laughs> what? And I was burning through the conditioner. I, that was like one of my main jerk off things forever <laughs> was the conditioner. You can't use the soap or the shampoo. You got to use the conditioner. Yeah, the soap my, stings. My mom would actually complain and be like, "Where the fuck is all the conditioner going?" i be like, "I don't know." My hair is just still like brittle and fucking like clearly not using it on my hair. <laughs> yeah. My dick is voluminous and fucking.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're back.
1: We're back. We're back. That hasn't happened. We're back.
0: One. Your dick just smelling like a, <laughs> a morning meadow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, dude. Um. So that's been really enjoyable. And uh, I'm happy I brought that up immediately after talking about that. We talk about <laughs> stupid shit. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Check. Check. We got it off the list. <laughs> we covered that one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the amount of delusion that one would have I I, I dude I, I I got out of the shower today mm-hmm. and I went into my phone and I typed the word soap. Cause I thought in my mind, this is something we gotta talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a sign from God (laughs) Yeah I might have to go back to my old ways I used to be a bar of soap guy But uh, When I moved into my apartment I got like industrial size Like two in one Conditioner shampoo And then industrial size Like all in one body wash Mm -hmm. And uh, they've literally Lasted me
1: until now that's amazing. Yeah,
0: I think I might have replaced the shampoo one because I don't always use the body wash.
1: I can believe that only because you do live alone, and I mm-hmm. feel like obviously you know Dom and I are probably going through stuff at least twice as fast.
0: Yeah, you guys are both jerking off with that shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> obviously,
1: the bar of soap jerking off with the bar of soap.
0: <laughs> Jesus. You gotta get two of them. Yeah, work in a groove over time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I had a girl tell me once that that's such like I, she saw the big bottle in my in my shower and she was like that's such a boy thing and I was like dude.
0: Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I feel like um and it kind of works out with like shampoos and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like uh bathroom stuff like um yeah, guys will get like the all-in-one pump for a fucking conditioner, body wash shampoo and then girls will have like all the shit laid out. They'll have like moisturizer, one in a cleaner, a fucking mask.
1: guys guys get like three in one shit and mm. girls get like one in three shit. Yeah. Like you look at a girl's like fucking shower set and it's like six different bottles to complete one task. Yeah, it's like you have a moisturizer, a face cream, a conditioner, a toner, a toner, a body wash, a fucking shaving th- you can use. For- it's like they they have a different thing for everything.
0: Yeah, I just have my fucking Head and Shoulders pump, and then which text care of about head and this shoulders because um I was using my Dyson to catch bugs in my apartment. Nice, <laughs> and I literally I have bought a Dyson. And I've used it more for like catching critters or like literally just the dumbest shit, like picking up food or whatever. But like I haven't vacuumed with it like more than twice. <laughs> but I'll like just carry it around with the little gun attachment, just suck shit up
2: all the time.
1: <laughs> you use it for like spot cleaning, but you never full clean. Yeah. I just if I could catch bugs with my full size vacuum, I would, dude. Oh yeah. Just like see a spider on the ceiling.
0: Dude, it's so satisfying. Cause you literally just like put it an inch away from it, and then it sucks it, blasts it into a tunnel of dust. You feel like God, buried.
1: You feel like God. It's amazing. You the point. Where you're like, dude, I have power now. <laughs> <laughs> you're part of me now. <laughs> yeah, man. Ah, uh, shit. What else happened today? Today,
0: today, today.
1: Or this week? Did I
0: talk about um? I think it was last week. I don't know if I brought it up on the podcast, but a woman was shitting behind my office. Mm. But it was like I walked into it, not into the shit, but like I was leaving through the back door, and I like went to open the door, and I felt like that I knocked someone over. So I closed the door, and I was like, "Oh shit." And I, like, looked through the window, and, like, a woman was pulling her pants up. And I was just like, fuck this. I, like, 180 to one out the
1: front. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Did you scope it out the next day? No.
0: Really? I didn't want to see it. Because uh, I've seen poop back there before, dude. Yeah. I saw poop. I saw someone pooped in a mask <laughs> back there one time. <laughs> well, at least they're and COVID I don't know friendly. if it was, like, they used the mask as toilet paper, but, like, there's a big clump in it still.
1: Um... I've used a mask as toilet paper.
0: I mean, yeah, they're disposable.
1: They're definitely like if you're going. I don't think you can flush it, but. You can't flush it, but also if you're using a mask as toilet paper, chances are you're not. Flushing isn't an option. (laughs) I think flushing is the least of your worries (laughs) if you're using a mask as toilet paper. When did you have to do that? Um. hmm. Maybe one time in the past two years when I had to take a shit when I was at the studio. True. Perhaps. True, true, true. That is a possibility. That's
0: very true and plausible and probably happened.
1: Oh, it definitely happened.
0: There's <laughs> a mask grave
1: back there. <laughs> a mask grave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you said that happens a lot at your office. I would believe that.
0: Um, I've seen two poops. Well, not two. I've seen the one in the action and one physical, one left behind, the trace.
1: You never really see a I've good... I've seen more people
0: shoot up, or not shoot up really, because they just like snort shit or like smoke crack, but mm. I've seen more people doing drugs than I have sh- people shitting or shit back there.
1: Yeah, so I'm trying to. That's good, I guess. Yeah, I think statistically <laughs> you're doing drugs. If you're a drug addict, you're probably doing drugs more often than you're sh- shitting. Oh yeah. Or actually maybe not. You're
0: probably not even shitting that much.
1: You don't really see like a good shit ever when you're outside, you know?
0: Trying to buy as many drugs as you can.
1: It's like It's like whenever I see shit in the street, it's not ever like Impressive or like good, you know. Mm-mm. It's not like a fucking log where you're like, yeah, I'm like Dude. where's
0: the where's where's the rest of you? <laughs>
1: yeah, you never feel like you never feel like whoever did it was proud. Where yeah. they like looked at it,
0: they just somehow like popped out a little nugget and just like went on their day.
1: Yeah, I think that's really the saddest part about mm-hmm. when you see somebody who has shit in the street is not the fact that somebody is um in a position in their life where they're forced to shit in the street. But more so that their shit is embarrassing. It's not. It's not. You call that a shit? (laughs) Yeah. It's like, dude.
0: Really? I shit bigger than that for breakfast. This doesn't even
1: deserve a toilet. It doesn't even deserve one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Kick that down the storm drain. I want that in the Chesapeake
1: Bay. Yeah. Please. Get that out of my sight. Yeah. (laughs) Embarrassing. (laughs) Here's another mask.
0: Here's a mask if you need a wipe. (laughs) Mm,
1: mm. Not to wipe, but to cover your fucking face because that was embarrassing. Pick it up and then put
0: it behind that office. (laughs) And that's how that shit in the mask got there.
1: Uh, I saw a car accident today.
0: Ooh, spicy.
1: It was in the Towson Circle. Can you believe it?
0: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) The worst. (laughs) Traffic thing in Towson.
1: (laughs) That might be the worst accident. Traffic thing, I think one of the worst traffic things in Maryland, dude. Like people from miles around talk shit about the Towson circle.
0: Yeah. But the, the fucking um there's one thing like on the way up to Hanover, I forget if it's still on 70 or not. But like you hit basically like four circles in a row. But there's Ooh. also like intersections of other circles interacting. <laughs> so
2: it's just like, it's like a Venn diagram. It's like
0: a big yeah, clusterfuck Venn diagram. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on? But you really just have to go straight. And you have to go literally like through six semi-circles. Weaving back and forth to get where you're going. Kind of I- bullshit.
1: I don't understand why we have circles. Like, they're not. I can't think of what, what makes them better. Like, I've never... Like, the Towson Circle...
0: Yeah, I think they just had it in England, and then they just brought it over.
1: Yeah, but we're, like, building new ones. Like, they're, you know... Yeah, we're
0: even... Bu- yeah, I don't know. Out
1: Providence Road, uh, where the Royal Farms is, by, like, Cromwell Valley Elementary, mm-hmm. right before you get on the exit to 695, like, if you're driving towards Loch Raven Reservoir, mm-hmm. there used to be just a regular intersection, and they're turning it into a circle. Really? And it's like, why? Nobody knows how to use this. Like, I know how to use it because I live next to one and have lived within a block of one um, basically my entire life.
0: I think they put them in places where, like, they either had stop signs or, like, something, but, like, people are still just, like, going through fast to them or going too fast through them. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think it's just, like, a way to combat people just, like, speeding through shit. But at the same time, it is fucking annoying as shit.
1: The I will say the Towson Circle makes sense because it's really like a five-way intersection Mm because it's like York Road, Delaney Valley, Joppa, and Allegheny like four different roads. Yeah, are all trying to get off there. But
0: I know exactly what you're talking about. Like it's literally just a regular intersection. Like they do that in like Timonium too. There's like a couple intersections where it's like, all right, this used to be a stop sign, but now it's a full-blown circle for no reason.
1: (laughs) All it does, it, at best, at best, all it does is piss everyone off. I mean...
0: I bet, like, the people who live there are okay with it if they have kids because they don't want people driving too fast, and that's the only legitimate reason you would be happy for it.
1: Dude... Otherwise, fuck you, dude. Whenever I go through that circle... And I've never been in an accident, God forbid, in the circle that is. But whenever I go through a traffic circle, something almost happens.
2: <laughs>
1: it's, like, it's I feel like, like
0: that's how it is for me in D.C. Not too much Baltimore.
1: Like today, be, and the reason is because people don't know how to use one. They don't know the rules of it. And so it's like every time you go on a drive, everyone is just immediately... Forced to participate in this like merry-go-round that nobody knows the rules to Mm -hmm. like most a lot of i would say about one in five people doesn't know that you're supposed that the people coming in are supposed to yield to the people that are already in it Mm -hmm, or like you know like the reason today is because one guy was trying to switch to get in the fucking lane and the other guy was already there and he just (laughs) like side swiped him and then the guy who got side swiped it was not a bad accident at all it was like a fucking fender bender the the textbook fender bender And the guy just stops his car in the middle of the circle and just gets out. And the other guy pulls off to like an outlet of the circle, like where people get off onto Delaney Valley, and just stops there. So now one guy's blocking the entire circle. Another guy's blocking
0: exit to, yeah, to get out. So everyone's—it's
1: just like, dude, like first of all, get the fuck out of there. You know, you're already in—you're already in the stupidest part of maybe Baltimore. And then you incorporate the fact that. Now there's two gigantic cars blocking everything off.
0: What time was this?
1: Uh one thirty. Ooh. One thirty today.
0: People coming off lunch. Mm-hmm. Nice little full stomach, rushing back to the office.
1: I felt bad for him. I felt bad for the guy that got hit. It was an yeah, older... He wasn't doing anything wrong. Yeah, he was he was an older black gentleman and I just saw him go like "Da!" And then he just like tapped his horn like 10 seconds later. Just, and then he went, <laughs> I was <laughs> like, I know the feeling, dude. A car accident changes your whole day. I mean, they're like,
0: yeah, because it, it's sets a like a sand timer off. Yep. Cause it's like, all right, this is gonna take a long ass time. I know it's gonna take a while, but I mm-hmm. can't count how many fucking sand grains are in there. So I don't know how long it's gonna yep. take for them not fall.
1: Yep. And and I'm gonna be dealing with this for an indefinite amount of time. I'm gonna be dealing with my insurance company. I'm gonna be taking it to the body shop. I'm gonna Weeks, be waiting
0: months for depending my. Depending on how bad it is. Yeah, I'm gonna be
1: waiting for my car to come out of the body shop while Am I'm I driving get around. a
0: rental. Are they gonna give me one? Do I have to pay for one?
1: Yep. Yep. That sucks. It's, it's just this long fucking thing. I mean it. When The second you get into any level of motor vehicle collision, whether it's humongous, obviously, but even the most minor one, it instantly becomes the biggest thing in your day. I mean, what kind of day would you have to have where if you got into a car accident, that was like not even cracking the top three in your day? You come home and they're like, oh, how was your day? And you're like, well, this happened. This happened. This happened. Oh, but also I got into a car accident. It's the main part of your day. It's, yeah, it's like the, the main
0: part anytime it happens.
1: Anytime it happens. It's the biggest fucking thing, and it's just like, it comes out of nowhere, dude. No one's ever expecting a car accident. You leave your house, you're driving, and then all of a sudden, it, a car accident is almost one of those things you can't believe just happened when it happened. It's kind of yeah, like when he fell as off his As bike, it's
0: happening, you're like, this isn't happening.
1: This can't be real. Yeah. Nobody gets in accidents. Yeah. You're like, oh, I this, don't get in
0: accidents. Oh, I'm going to stop. Yeah. He's going to... It's going to stop. I have my foot on the brake. It's yeah. going to stop
1: it's it's just i i just saw in his eyes that he had that all of these thoughts that just came out of our mouths go through his head and just yeah i mean what 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 uh statistically that's probably going to happen to me a handful more times in my life
0: yeah just cuz you drive more than the regular person probably
1: yeah like i'm going to have a collision of some sort and God willing, it won't be a big deal. And thankfully none of my other collisions have been that big of a deal. Although one was almost a big deal.
0: I feel like that like reset your countdown timer. That yeah. One big one
1: that changed the way I drive. I was
0: like the, that's probably the biggest one since the, uh, the one you guys were all in up at this intersection.
1: Oh yeah, but that one was like that was with other people. That but, was other people. That was fucking wild. I can't. But even that other. But it. the one
0: that you just had was fucking like <laughs> you were like three sixty in down the fucking yeah. the woods, <laughs> I skimming was. by trees and shit.
1: Mario Kart in that one, dude. Wow. <laughs> the one with Mahedi though, that was like a head-on collision though. That's hard, that's tough to beat. Because then you don't just have the thought of, like, oh, shit. You have the thought of, like, did I just kill someone? I mean, that anxiety's got to fucking... Like, when that happened, I remember thinking, like, dude, this might be a really big big deal. You know what I mean? Thank God it wasn't. Um, But, yeah, dude, it was funny because just yesterday I was driving with Lucas through the circle and he was, like... Uh, it's crazy how you never see any accidents in this circle because, like, <laughs> everybody's always beeping at each other. Everybody's always pissed off. And then, of course, a day later, I yeah, was like, you yeah. You almost
0: always get in an accident.
1: Yeah. and Almost. I, I even said to him, I was like, maybe it's because everyone is, like, way more cautious in the circle. So a lot of stuff always almost happens, but it never winds up actually happening because everyone's so aware versus when you're driving on a road. In a way that you're familiar with, you you kind of tune out. Maybe you're texting. Nobody's just driving through the circle, just texting. No, you know, it's like you get you got to pay attention.
0: Yeah, I'm always expecting someone to cut me off, and when I'm in the thousand circle,
1: always, always. And so when I saw it today, I was like, wow. But yeah, dude, it's just it's just I just don't get. It. It's like people are just constantly beeping at each other. Everyone goes into the circle in a good mood and leaves the circle in a slightly less good mood at best, if not furious. I mean, I've seen other people almost have something happen that made me furious. Mm -hmm. The other day, I saw some guy cut off some other guy and just lay on his fucking horn. He was clearly in the wrong, but cut him off anyway, laid on his fucking horn the whole way around, and I was just sitting in the line waiting to get in the circle. I was like, dude, I'm fucking furious now. I haven't even gotten my turn in here to do my own fucking thing to piss someone (laughs) off and I'm already pissed off.
0: Guys, leave some pissing off for
1: me. I mean, how angry can I be entering the circle, dude? (laughs) (laughs) Just furious.
0: Yeah, I was just assuming you're posted up on like a beach chair watching it. Like, yeah, the parade. Yeah, that
1: was kind of that's kind of like when Soros's was open, and It yeah. was just a bar. It was basically a bar with a Circle Side view, <laughs> and you'd just be having happy hour and just see seven just fucking road, rage road rages <laughs> off at of the
0: Circle, <laughs> fog,
1: just horns and beeping and close calls and just a lovely a lovely lunch a lovely lunch.
0: Yeah, dude, we're getting down to circle talk.
1: Yeah, dude. We really uh I mean a lot more poignant than soap talk, I would say. (laughs) I mean, you know, you know you're really you know you're really fucking digging deep, diving to the issues that matter on a podcast when you can talk about a traffic circle for 15 minutes and still have it be more relevant than your previous topic. Diving
0: down, dude. Huh? Said diving fucking down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, nothing fucking happened this week, dude. Like, what know. the fuck happened this week?
0: Nothing really. I just kind of been working. I was sick the other day. I had a little cold. That was about it.
1: What a stupid week.
0: Yeah, pretty boring.
1: Yeah. Whatever, dude.
0: All right, well, you suckers, listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> What do
1: you got coming up, Jimmy? Gotcha. <laughs> um, well, this weekend I will be uh, my only public gig coming up this weekend is at the Mobtown Brewery in Brewers Hill from five to nine, playing their solo Saturday, November twentieth at Mobtown Brewery in Brewers Hill, kind of like the Cantonish area. And uh that's five to nine. It's the first time playing there. Looking forward to that because uh I've never played there before. And they kind of like reached out randomly and hit me up. I wasn't even aware they existed. Um, and uh we booked some gigs or this gig and hopefully that goes well so we can book some more. Hell yeah. Because it, it uh on paper, it seems like a really good gig. Um and they also like posted like a sweet promo of me today. I was like, oh nice. sick. Um aside from that, every Tuesday at perennial in Towson including this coming Tuesday uh November 23rd I am there from 5 to 8 30 every Tuesday at perennial in Towson that's a nice one we're inside now the inside is so much fucking better the outside setup was like literally like set up next to the bar but facing the opposite direction and like playing out to like a courtyard with nobody in there <laughs> and the inside is like you're like set up in the inside bar facing people it feels like an actual gig nice. much much better Uh, So I had a good time playing there this past week. That was the first time we did the inside thing. Um, Other than that, usually, as we all know, I am at the horse you came in on every Wednesday night from 9.30 to close, but not this Wednesday. Thanksgiving Eve, I had to make the hometown move. The hometown move. You know on Thanksgiving Eve, there was no way I was going to play a gig unless it was a cool gig... With perhaps the band, and it was in Towson. Cause on Thanksgiving Eve, you gotta be in Towson. Yeah. It's the fucking, that's, you got, on Thanksgiving Eve, you need to be in the town you grew up in. Yeah. It's just how it works. You need to do it. So, you know, I understand that now that I uh, am in my late 20s, we're in our late 20s, we've been going out to bars in Towson on Thanksgiving, even like every year you see less and less of the people that you went to high school with. I noticed the past couple of years that I went out to like the Kent, which is like the ultimate Towson towny bar. Mm-hmm. I was starting to see people that like graduated like two years after me, three years, four years, people in my brother's grade. So, and I started noticing that like less and less of them were people that graduated our year. So I was starting to think like hmm, maybe like this isn't necessarily the move anymore, because uh, it's just becoming less and less of a thing. But uh, so I was like, fuck it, I'll play a gig at CNR in Towson with the band Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve, November twenty nice. fourth, nine to one a.m. with Sophomore, Ooh. the band. Then of course you got Thanksgiving, you gotta have Thanksgiving. We talked about it a little bit. Then, Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I will be at the Horse You Came In On. Making up for the fact that I wasn't there on my general Wednesday shift, I will be at the Horse You Came In On from 9.30 to close with the band again. That's going to be fucking fun. So, Wednesday night, Thanksgiving Eve, CNR Towson, 9 to 1 with the band. And Friday night, day after Thanksgiving, at the Horse You Came In On in Fells Point with the band and then saturday i got a little surprise event that has nothing to do with music and it's a surprise so i can't say it Ooh. uh not that the person who is being surprised would ever hear this or listen to this but i'm very much <laughs> looking forward to it so i'm not gonna say it but yeah that's my plugs other than that follow at sophomore md on instagram check out sophomore my band on spotify we got a new song coming out Friday after Thanksgiving as well. Friday, November 26th, we're releasing our new single, The News. Uh, Eric provided the album art photo shoot for that, so we're releasing some more of that content in the week leading up to it. Very stoked about this one. I like the song. I'm happy with the direction we're going, and so we're excited to put out our first single in a few months, and by a few, I mean six months. So we're going to up the productivity from here on out. We got a lot of stuff in the bank, but in the meantime, uh, yeah, follow us on Spotify. Find us. Find us. Go to the fucking link in the bio, click the link thing, and uh, follow us on whatever you want to follow us on. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. What you got?
0: Um, I think the only thing I have lined up is uh, I'm going to be in
1: Richmond,
0: VA, doing some shows the weekend of December 10th, and I'm going to do 10th and 11th. 10th and 11th? I don't know where they're at yet, but... Uh, I'll post about it. Follow me on Instagram at Eric Glazer.
1: Richmond, Um, Virginia. Dude, that's big.
0: Yeah, yeah. Me and Liz are going to make a weekend out of it. Nice. She's on uh, the shows as well, obviously. I think we're going to do a hot set down there. Cool. Yeah. Down south, dude.
1: You're going to have to up the spice level if you're doing it down south, dude. (laughs) Obviously. Richmond. Home of the Richmond Spiders. Ooh. A cool college mascot, if you ask me. Um, yeah, other than that, guys, at LFTS Podcast across the board. Check us out before we blow up too, too big on YouTube. And until uh, next week, happy Thanksgiving. If we yeah. don't see you sooner, gobble, gobble. Gobbledygook. Hey. Peace.